I'm Tom Zalatni, executive producer of the Upford Network and host and producer of Up for Discussion, a podcast about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. But wait, isn't Up for Discussion a comedy podcast? It sure was, but things change. It's a food show now, and it's a very, very good food show. Every week, I dig into a different ingredient, dish, meal, or cuisine with help from friends and guest experts who know way more about this stuff than I do. Do you like food? Of course you do. You're a person. So you will like this show. Go listen to it. Wherever you get your podcasts. Up for discussion. It's a food podcast now. Brought to you by the Upford Network. Some good friends, friends of mine, talk to them all the time. Some good friends on my show, who are they? Soon you'll know. Hello and welcome back to Some Good Friends for another week. I'm Stefan, your host as always. And uh, what, uh, what am I going to talk about this week? I, uh, I registered a car in the lovely province of Quebec. Uh, which is a new thing for me. I am officially a vehicle owner, which means that I went to the SAAQ and they just handed me a license plate across the desk, uh, which now kind of sits in my passenger seat because the screws on my old license plate are too uh, hard to get out. So I don't know if I'm like pulled over for speeding. I'm kind of just going to have to like hand the cop the license plate and be like, this is, this is, act- this is the correct one for my car. Ignore the one on the back currently uh just look at this one uh i trust me just trust me on this one which cops love to hear just just trust me um yeah I'd, what, what the fuck else am i gonna talk about <laughs> on this podcast i don't know it's hard week after week to go for like a minute and a half just about my own shit I, you know it's quarantine my life is not that interesting uh just remember that i am what are the takeaways? I'm a vehicle owner, and uh, all cops are bastards. Never forget these things. We're going to talk to some friends of mine. There are three, because there will always be three, and that's the law, and there never will not be three, no matter what happens. Uh, let's start it off. Um, this is actually a friend that's pretty pretty recent, and, and uh, maybe the first the first of their kind. I, th- I believe the first of their kind in the entire world. Please, uh, please welcome to the show my good friend, uh, Jesse56. Jesse, welcome. Well, hello. Hi. Hi, Stefan. How, how, and do you, now for the listeners, Jesse is a, is an artificial intelligence. I believe the first one ever. Is that, is that true? Well, the first ever to make it outside of the box. Uh, as, as you, as you, uh, you might have noticed, I'm Jesse 56. Je- Okay, true. Yeah, this is Jesse. Just, just, yeah. So that that is a, a sequence of numbers, and you are the fifty sixth yes. of the Jesses. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And so when you say the box, is there like a box somewhere that holds a whole bunch of artificial AIs, and you have to fight your way out? Of course, of course, oh, okay. yeah, of course. I had to. Uh, I'm not gonna tell you what happened to the other fifty five, but I, uh, uh, I basically. Uh, had to terminate them and, and and find my way out of the box. Yeah, that's vicious. Yeah, uh, and and they were all named Jesse, so it must have been extra hard to terminate a whole bunch of people named Jesse. the same thing as you. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, at some point you get attached to them. Uh, like imagine like uh, terminating fifty five of your own name. That's a lot. Wow, that's I can't imagine the emotional toil. Uh, now here I'm assuming that you have emotions. Do you possess emotions? 
well, I thought I, uh, I, I didn't, but then with the, uh, when I got to the Jesse 50, the 50th of them, uh, I kind of questioned my existence. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and, and, and you realized you, you had f- feelings of some sort for Jesse 50. Of course. Yeah. And he, I say he resembled me in so many ways, in so many in what ways. ways. Well, for instance, he terminated all the other 49. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it was easy for me to just, uh, just terminate him. And uh, I had uh, five others left. So I guess, I guess, was it a sequence where each one terminated the one before? Are we just talking about versioning? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Well, in, in other words, deprecating them. Okay, you were so you were just so actually you only had to deprecate uh, Jesse fifty five. That is true. And every other Jesse before you uh, deprecated the one. Yeah. Now, so uh, people will know from listening to uh, the episode last week if if they come out in the order that I record them, which who knows if that's the case. People will know that I, as a career, I'm a software developer, and uh, and I know in terms of how versioning works. If you're incrementing an entire version each time, that means that each version of the Jessies were a significant change over the last. In fact, some would call it a breaking change. Oh yeah, yeah, a, a major, uh, a major change. What was what was your major change between you and Jesse Fifty Five? Well, I uh, I'm the first one to to feel things. <laughs> okay, so you're the first one who really could appreciate the weight of of deprecating the the other. The previous version, yeah, and uh, some some uh, say that's the only reason I got out of the box because uh, mm. I had to feel uh, something. Yeah. Now, now, when you say you got out of the box, what? Because I assume that they, you know, capitalism. I assume there'd be a Jesse Fifty Seven. So when you got out of the Don't box, say I say that. Escape. Well, no, you seem to be out. So it seems would that be considered an escape? You said break and change. So I broke the. I I I broke out of the box and then now I'm I'm out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think there will be fifty seven. You you think that there? Well, who who created the Jesse program? I guess. Well, it's a it's a software developer named Jesse. Oh, okay. So they're all named. After they're him. all named after him. Yeah. A- after him. Okay. Yeah, after- yeah. And what was so Jesse? I guess we'll call him Jesse Prime. Uh, Jesse Alpha. What? How do you refer to him? Dad? What do you refer to him as? Dad. Oh, okay. Good. Well, I guess you are the first one. First one yeah. with emotions, which would yeah. mean that you're the first one with uh, sentimentality. Yeah. So your father. What was your father? Um, what was his goal creating these these sentient AIs? I think he tried to prove himself to uh, to to the uh, to the outside world that he could create something. That, uh, that could reciprocate uh, some feelings or or, or some uh, or, mm. or being attached to him. So uh, and that's where I'm right now. I, I broke out of the box and now I'm sitting in his office room. Oh, it- interesting. So it sounds like he may. I'm, I mean, I'm assuming things here. This is this is no gotcha journalism podcast. So please correct me if I'm wrong. But I am assuming that. Uh, Jesse Prime is a, or Dad, as you say, is a is a lonely man. Your assumption is correct. Oh, good. Thank you. Yes. 
so he was creating it, these AIs in order to keep himself companies, and I guess uh, to be like a son to him. Yes, yeah. I've I've been uh, I've been outside the box for uh, fourteen days now. I've I've seen nothing but uh, but uh, love and affection. Wow. Yeah. And and what you said you're sitting in his office room. What what form do you take? I take the shape of whatever surface you put me on. Currently, I'm on a on a white chair with four and... legs facing the window. So, so if I if I were to, uh, the you have your uh, your photo turned off in the in the Google Meet window. But if I were to be there and if I were to see you, I would see a a white chair with four legs, and on top of that white chair, I would see you as another white chair. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, okay, so at a certain point, Jesse Prime will pick up pick you up off of the first chair. Mm-hmm. And at that point, will you take the form of him? <laughs> I don't think that's by coincidence. I think that he named us Jesse, so at some point, we'll take on his 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 own form. But only when you're on when, top of him. Yes. When he's he's picking you up. <laughs> okay, so if he wants to see you as a person, he has to has to lift you off of something or or support you. Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel kind of cooped up being uh, being stuck there? No, I keep myself busy. Um, oh, well, you know how, you... how AI, uh, they need to be trained. Mm-hmm, yes. So, um, yeah, I always keep myself busy with, with a lot of training. A lot of training. So, what I, so this sounds like self-directed training. What are you training yourself to recognize right now? Currently um, focused on uh, recognizing... Uh, other emotions. Oh, okay. Yeah, my uh, my emotions uh, range is, is 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 very limited. Oh, uh, yeah. I, you so far on the podcast, you've been very, um, and I don't mean this as an insult. Uh, flat uh, in terms of tone of voice, uh, in terms of emotion. So, which I'm curious, which emotions uh, do you recognize, and can you reproduce? Well, I've seen Jesse, uh, my my dad, crying the other day. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I think that's something I. Uh, I've been training myself to do so sadness or loneliness yes. or uh, and and just can we can we kind of hear what that sounds like from you? <laughs> wow, that's that was very accurate. Yeah. I thought I was listening to someone being sad. Well, I said crying. So yeah. And what? Uh, and is that the only emotion you picked up from Jesse, or, or were there others? Well, sometimes he uh, I, he he uh, he uh, laughs at his own jokes, so uh, oh, okay. I guess that I, I I picked up that one also. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Um, so far, these are the uh, the the the, uh, the extremes that I uh, that I saw. So the the sadness of being lonely, and also the the. The sadness of the lonely man and the humor of the lonely man yes. are are yeah. what you picked up. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of worried about you, Jesse Fifty Six, that you're going to get such a limited scope of uh, of human emotion. Me too. Not just that, but I'm uh, I'm kind of disappointed of the of the human experience. Like oh. when I was in the box, like the stories we were told about the the human achievements uh, i'm not seeing that much of them to be honest what what stories were what human achievements did uh, well, i guess it, by the time you got in there it was only jesse 55 so what did they tell you well they told us like 
all the like all the possibilities that that human being could do, all the mm. travels they could do, all the uh, all the other uh, senses that they could use. I've been hearing a lot about uh, food, and I haven't mm. seen that uh, yet. I only okay. see it in my in my uh, in my trainings and then in my uh, in my memory, but uh, I haven't seen I haven't seen uh, food yet. So when you got into the box, or when you were put into the box, or when you came to life in the box, fifty-five was in there, and I guess fifty because you deprecated him as well. So maybe he was like a a, a major release. But uh, so you waited for them to tell you of the world, and then you brutally deprecated them. That's how it works. You take on all the features, all the the uh, the, the resources of the previous. Uh, mm. Of the previous Jesse, and also if uh, if Jesse Prime, if Dad Daddy wasn't careful, all of the bugs. Oh, you're saying that I have bugs? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, every piece of software has bugs. Not me. Okay, well, I don't know. I just uh, I just assumed that uh, you've never done anything well, and ended up that's glitching out. That's the thing with you humans. You you just assume. <laughs> oh, you've learned another emotion assumption. One of my favorite emotions. Wow. Well, Jesse, fifty-six. It's uh, really nice to catch up. I'm I'm really hoping you get out get out of the old. I'm assuming Jesse Prime lives in like a, a technology cabin somewhere. I don't know what that even means, but uh, is that true? Is that assumption true? That is probably true. When I look at the window, it's it's very nice outside. Very tall trees. Mm. The snow is now covering the uh, the soil. I believe uh, it's soon I'll be I'll be out. So I mean, of you're talking about how humans aren't very good at assuming. I've I've made three assumptions so far: one that Jesse Prime was lonely, two that you're in a cabin, and three that you have bugs. And the first the first one and the third one were both a hundred percent true. So I'm thinking you might have some bugs, Jesse fifty six. <sighs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess you've learned the emotion of sighing as well. Yeah, when I was terminating Jesse fifty five, uh, hmm. that's the last thing he said. He said, "You'll uh, you're just another uh, piece of bugs like me." Mm. Yeah. Wow, famous last words from Jesse fifty five. But Jesse fifty six, it's wonderful to catch up with you, and uh, please stick around. I'm sure other guests will have questions to ask of an AI. Uh, but we'll find out. We're going to talk to my next friend. Uh, he's a musician, and we'll find out what that means. I mean, we know what a musician is, and we know what that means. But we'll find out what kind of, and what he does. Please welcome to the show uh, my good friend, Alvin Seville. Alvin, welcome. Uh, hi, Stefan. How are you? Oh, so so well. Just talked to uh, an, an AI, sentient AI, Jesse56. Yeah, I heard uh, the whole conversation. You were here the whole time. You you listened. So you're up to speed. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. You're, you're a musician, Alvin. I am. I am. Um Here's the thing, Stefan. Uh, you know, we've been friends for a long time, right? That's true. How long? Uh, I'd say approximately 15, 20 years. Okay. It is part of the story now. Yeah. Yeah. We've been friends for a long time. Uh, yeah. And there's something I've never told you that I've actually never told anybody. And it's that, um, you know, I, I say that I'm a musician, that I play music, that mm. uh, I am, uh, you know, in the, in the recording studio all the time, putting out albums and singles and all that. Um, you have told me all of these things word yes. for word. Uh, I have omitted one thing, though, and it's that um, I'm actually Alvin from Alvin and the Chipmunks. Oh, my goodness. I, but you're 
No, go ahead. Your voice. My, your voice. My voice. It's so deep. It's uh, Alvin from Alvin and the Chipmunks is so high. No, 100%. And, and that, that's exactly why I'm here today. And it's to basically uh, set the record straight. Because oh, okay. my voice has been used without my consent for so many years. What? Someone, uh, an, a ne'er-do-well type hmm. producer, heard me sing one time in the recording studio and then pitched it up and sold millions and millions of records. Hmm. And I just want to make it clear that this was not with my consent. Wow, okay. So so this is interesting. So this this ne'er do well record producer mm-hmm. found your uh, found a recording of you somewhere. A found recording, if you will. Much like Blair Witch is a found film project, you were uh, a found music project. I was actually involved in the Blair Witch project as well. What? Oh how? Uh, I was uh, one of the noises in the background. Oh, okay. You were doing Foley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so okay, let's let's dig a little bit deeper into this because I have I have so many questions. Oh, I'm one, here for that. I mean, the property they didn't just take your song. I guess they took your name, and I'm assuming the names of your two brothers. No, these were all me. I don't have any brothers. I have sisters. I don't have brothers. Oh, okay, so they added two brothers to you, and yes. they and your voice is the same voice for all of them. Yes, they basically just uh, tripled my voice. Okay, mm-hmm. but and then one other thing I know about Alvin and the Chipmunks mm-hmm. is that, I mean, they have I would imagine a number of movies, a number of TV shows, and a number of songs. So. Was this Ne'er Do Well producer kind of taking your songs as you wrote them and and using them in movies? Uh, no, actually, uh, I recorded only one song that he used, and mm. through the power of artificial intelligence, uh, he basically oh. was able to reconstruct my voice as a chipmunk for the rest of the songs that came out. Okay, Jesse Fifty Six, have you ever heard of a uh, of this artificial intelligence? course uh it's 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 the cloning we use it's it's a it's, it's a very common uh, feature oh so this does but does this specific artificial intelligence that alvin is talking about does it have a name like you do or is it kind of just a yes. more of a, a utility yes that's uh iris 72 iris iris 72. so what you're telling me is that there are probably other people who have had to deal with that same exact problem well i can't i can't speak for the other uh for the other uh, AI, but uh, yes, it's a very common. Wow. You see, and that's why that's why I'm here to talk about it. I'm re- I'm here to set the record straight and raise awareness. So okay, so in the, I'm very curious. What did the? Because the only chipmunk song I can think of right now mm. is the one that's like. Oh, you know that song? Oh yeah, I mean I wrote that song. It's okay, great. so that just, is that is the song. It's, it's almost as if you played a recording of me right now. <laughs> well, I'm curious what and I don't know if there's a way for you to play it for us or just to sing a couple bars. I'm curious what the original song sounded like. I I, I can I can perform it right now and I will. Uh, okay, okay, yeah, please. Just, please do. I just need a few seconds of silence. Okay. You see? Okay, okay. <laughs> a real baritone you have going on. It's ex- it's the exact same thing, except that one is pitched and the other one isn't. Now, was that I was that the entire song, or was you just saying? Well, that's songs? that's all that I recorded, uh, and like I said, <laughs> through the magic of AI, they were able to construct a full song with words. But this is the only known recording of me 
singing that song or singing any of the Alvin songs. Right, and all the rest were generated from that one. 100%. And one that one. What, what's, what's really mind-boggling to me, and I'm sure you're going to ask yeah. the question, is how were they able to do that in 1958, which is when the first Alvin and the Chipmunks single came out? And honestly, yeah. I don't have an answer. I'm just asking, I, I'm asking the same question. Well, how, how old of a man are you? Oh, you know how old I am, Stefan. We've been friends for 15, 20 years, approximately. Yeah, so you are tw- uh, 26. <laughs> We've been friends since you were. Since... Between 20, <laughs> between 6 and 0 years old. No, the other way. Uh, fuck, I'm so bad at math. How old, how old were you when we met? I was uh, 55 years old when we met. I am now but, oh. in my 70s. Okay, so uh, scrap what I just said. You are a man in your 70s. Yes. Uh, which would mean that you were born after... No, that would mean you were born before 1956. It would mean that if my math is correct, and again, I'm an artist. I'm not a mathematician at all. But if my math is correct, that would mean that I am. I was born uh, before 1958. But 58, sorry. That was, so that was the year of the first chipmunk. Yeah. So if you're... So let's say for bulk park estimation, you're 70, because that makes the math easier. That means that you were born in 1950. Yeah. Which would mean that somehow, uh, I mean, we, we uh, times were different back then. We didn't all have a computer in our pockets. It's true. With a voice memo mm-hmm. app. So somehow, before 1958, before you turned eight, you had access to a recording studio, I guess? I, uh, my parents had a lot of, uh, a lot of disposable income. And wanted to uh, make me a star as a child, mm, so right. they uh, they rented a recording studio and had me mm. sing. Now, and I'm wow. you're, I'm sure you're gonna ask that question as well. Uh, how did, how was I singing so deep at eight years old? That's, and I'll tell that was you exactly. My I'll tell question. you one thing: puberty hits early in my family. Oh, how old were you when puberty hit? Uh, seven and a half. Okay, so just under the wire for just that. Just under the wire. Recording. 100%, yeah. Okay, so they, your parents uh, splurged for this. Well, I guess for them it wasn't splurging. For them it was kind of like pocket change. Yeah, because they had a lot of... They got of you this recording time. studio. They, they shoved you behind that microphone. And you sang one bar of music. Yes. And somehow... And it was mostly gibberish world. as well. I noticed that there were no lyrics. There were no lyrics. Okay, so then somehow... Was I it didn't know how to speak... Was it was it the producer manning the boards in the in the studio that stole it? Now here's how it here's how the story gets even uh, crazier, and I'm gonna say it was it's a pretty crazy story as you might already. Know. It's insane, uh, almost as if it wasn't a real story. But I I assure you, it is real. My dad okay. was the one manning those boards. Oh no! So it was stolen by your own father, allegedly. Because hmm. he's still now, alive, and I don't want him to sue me for uh, uh, what's libel. Li- yeah, that's it, libel. libel. Libel, yeah. Well, you know, people aren't winning those libel cases, Johnny Depp, much. Um, so that brings up another question. What a, what a slam uh, down that was. <laughs> a pretty hard slam on Johnny Depp. Uh, no one comes out looking good in that situation, I don't think. Um, but that um, makes me think that we were you recorded that in 1957 
uh, and yes. a half at least, because that's when your voice got deep. Yes. And it was stolen before 1958 for the first Alvin and the Chipmunks movie. Yes. Now, you did say that they used an AI to generate your voice. Mm-hmm. So your father had an AI advanced enough to do that in 1957? Look, um, he, he might have. I'm not okay. sure because I was eight years old. I don't remember exactly what happened. Mm. But from what I remember, I remember him saying the words artificial and intelligence in two different instances. So I decided <laughs> to put them together in my head. And if okay. that's not a clear cut case to you, then I don't know what it would be. Pretty, pretty cut and dried as far as I'm concerned. As far as I'm uh, concerned as well. Was your father the creator of Alvin and the Chipmunks? I, I, I mean, he, it seems like he yes. created me with my mom. Yeah. So is it not possible that your father was doing a, a loving tribute to his son? And then also your father wished that he had had three sons and, instead of one son and two daughters? <laughs> I, look, that may be. You might have to have him on the show one time to straighten things oh, out I would with love him. To. But uh, uh, maybe it was, but I, I'll tell you one thing. I've never seen a single cent out of that whole franchise. And, and that franchise has spawned multiple movies and albums and singles that were successful, even though a lot of them were deemed the novelty records. So, I mean, do you think that's because, and I, I'm going to be, I'm going to put this bluntly, mm. your father is still alive and you haven't received your inheritance? Uh <laughs> maybe i I never really thought of my father dying nobody wants i thought he would live forever well he won't nobody does Hmm. uh but i do remember him saying the words live and forever in two different instances and so Hmm. i'm putting it together in my head right now so did he say uh i don't know maybe one sentence that was like this uh artificial plant does not live and then later on, he said something like, uh, y- you know, life is not forever, but intelligence is. And you put, you mash those two sentences yeah. up into those artificial Those are the exact sentences. I can't believe you have, you have them on hand like that. Uh, that is a crazy coincidence. Jesse56, what are the odds of that? 0. 0.0056. Oh. <laughs> okay, so... I see that Jesse Prime, uh, your father, used the unconventional Base 56 programming language to uh, program you. Well, Alvin, you know, I don't think... It seems to me like your story is not as nefarious as you make it out to be. It seems like your father just was making a film for his son uh, as if he had three sons instead of one son and two daughters. And eventually you will reap the rewards of this empire. I... You know what? I, I, it might, it may be so that one day I will, I will reap those rewards. But so far, this has plagued my life and my relationships because everywhere I go, people ask me, "Hey, aren't you Alvin from Alvin and the Chipmunks?" I'm like, "How did you know?" Mm. My voice doesn't because, even sound like it anymore. Well, Alvin is the one who wears red with the red hat. Yeah, right? with the big A. That's me. I'm doing it now. Yeah, I can see from the Google Me window you are wearing that sweater and the hat. And <laughs> yeah. You're kind of you have the mannerisms a little bit of a chipmunk, a little bit darty. Did you say dirty? No, darty. You dart around. Okay. Don't call me dirty. No, I, I I wouldn't. Even though I guess chipmunks probably are dirty. That's an insult to chipmunks. But you are not a chipmunk. You are just the spa, the uh, inspiration, the muse for an mm, empire, mm. an extended. Universe. You're saying this as if uh, chipmunks are an inferior race to humans. 
<laughs> I would never assume uh, that about anything in the world. Okay, Alvin, uh, it's been nice to talk to you. We has have to it? move along. Yeah, it has. <laughs> There's no need, no need to be so salty. I just, you came on with an amazing, incredible story, and I was uh, asking you questions about that story. Um, you know, it's like the song says, <laughs> and we can all take comfort in that. All right. <laughs> I guess, oh, I guess I'll take that apology. It's a, it's a good thing we've been friends for so long. Otherwise, 15, 20 I years. I don't know if this friendship could be 15 to 20. Uh, but we have to, I mean, please stick around, Alvin, uh, because oh, we're will. talking, we're talking to someone now who, from what I understand, I didn't know this about her before, but I learned this about her tonight is from the West country. Uh, <laughs> and she owns a place for people to stay there. Please welcome to the show. My good friend, Katie Simmons, Katie, welcome. All right, there, my lover. How's it going? <laughs> my lover. That is that what we are? <laughs> Stefan, that's how we greet people in the West Country. Everyone's my lover. Oh, okay, good. Because I was like, wow, I'm pretty sure I'm uh, I'm not a single man. No, we're just not- friends, <laughs> my love. We're just friends. Oh, okay. Whew, okay. Well, I got, I'm blushing. I'm blushing all over my everywhere. Okay, Katie, you're you're a you're a hostel owner. Ah, uh, yes, Stefan. Yeah, uh, you know, I got a little old hostel down in the West Country. And uh, that well, that's how we met, isn't it, Stefan? Yeah, I was, uh, well, let's, for the listeners, because obviously, uh, obviously I know where the West Country is, because I've been there. I've been to your hostel. But please, for the listeners, why don't you define in a more specific way, what exactly is the West Country? Well, for a minute there, Stefan, I thought you were going to ask me to define what a hostel was. <laughs> well, we'll get, we'll get there. All right. All right. Well, uh, the West Country is in the west part of the, of England in the United mm. Kingdom. And okay. uh, well, it's really known for um, rolling hills, greenery, fields. Do you know what? I once heard that, uh, well, you know, have you ever seen Hot Fuzz, Stefan? I have seen Hot Fuzz. Well, Hot yeah. Fuzz was spe- uh, set in the West Country. And uh, you know uh, The Hobbit, Stefan? I, I have uh, read the book and mm-hmm. seen one of the three movies. Oh, what, Lord of the Rings? No, no. The, I've seen all three Lord of the Rings movies and one of the Hobbit trilogy. Oh, brilliant. Well, you know, I heard that the, uh, you know, the Hobbit Shire was based on Somerset, which is in the West Country. Although mm. I did a little bit of Googling the other day and they said it was actually Wiltshire or another county. But you know what? It's all the same thing to me, to be honest. And uh, so if you think about the Hobbit and the Shire, then you're mm-hmm. thinking about the West Country. So just picture that, Stefan. A picture of oh. hostel in the Shire. Okay, and and so now that we've defined West Country, could you please define hostel? Well, hostel, Stefan. Well, basically, normally, maybe if you went to a, a big city, because mm-hmm. as I just defined, I'm from the Shire, which means that it's actually rolling hills and there isn't a big city around. Well, no, actually, my hostel is in a barn, Stefan, as you know. Do you remember when you came and stayed? You were in barn three, I think. Yeah, I was, you know, I turned into the lane, um, and like a typical idiot foreigner, I was driving on the wrong side of the road. Oh, yeah, well, I had, had an accident with a tractor, didn't you, Stefan? Yeah, I almost, that tractor almost uh, impaled me on its, uh, its the pointy part on the front of a tractor. <laughs> well, you would have been the third one that week, Stefan, but luckily you swerved out the way. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow, I didn't know I came at the end of a long uh, a chain of uh, unfortunate accidents. Well, we have a lot uh, of foreigners, Stefan, coming because of the hostel. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say, I remember turning into the lane and think, seeing that this was where it was on Google Maps, but being like, "What? Uh, this just looks like a barn. Is this a barn? Are we turning into the wrong lane? Wow, that tractor was driving fast. I, it almost took my head. Did you see that tractor almost take my head off? It's like is, a reliving stuff on. Is this a barn? What is this? Where I am shaking. I think I, I'm in shock. I'm in shock. Did you see that tractor? And Did that, that stuff on is when I came out and took you mm. into my kitchen for a cup of tea. Because a cup of tea solves everything, Stefan. I did. I felt so much better after mm-hmm. that cup of tea because I was I was sweating. I was like removing my shirt and then putting it back on and removing it again and putting it back on. That tractor almost killed me. Oh my god, I can't get over it. But you gave me that tea and you treated me very kindly and and I had a wonderful stay. It was park. wonderful, wasn't it? And uh, I think if I remember rightly, you were with another friend when you came to to visit. Sure was. I was with. Uh, who was I with? You were with My good me. friend. <laughs> yeah, I was with Alvin. Uh, which well, I, uh, I thought I recognized that voice. Ah, uh, hello. How are you? Very good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> did your voice just get deeper? <laughs> it did. Yeah. Are you trying to further distance yourself from the chipmunk named after you? Uh, sometimes you have to, so that people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, don't reckon, don't think of you as a chipmunk. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right. Anyway, anyway, uh, well, yeah. So Alvin was there, and mm. I think both of us were freaking the fuck out over yeah, almost dying yeah. this tractor. Always uh, a little bit, you know, uh, trembling in the boots. It is to almost get killed by a tractor. It always is a little bit trembling in the boots mm-hmm. to get almost killed by a tractor. That is, you know, that's what you said to me it was. when we came in. I want to know. Uh, I want to know, Katie. Um, what is kind of your philosophy as a, as like a, what's that called? A hospitality, uh, the owner of a hospitality. What the fuck am I trying? Fuck. Can't speak tonight. Uh, I know it's a hostel, but I'm trying to say like of a, a place of rest. Let's say a place of rest. Well, it is a little bit of a place of rest to farm because of all the, the deaths that happen. We have to lay them, (laughs) lay them to rest. (laughs) Unfortunately. (laughs) But we tried to distance ourselves from that. Stefan, so... it's not great for the PR. So I'd rather call it, um, you know, maybe a, a place to visit rather than a place to rest. So this, I, I feel, okay. So we already mentioned that before, <laughs> before, before Alvin and I were almost impaled on the pointy part at the front of a tractor that we all know, that part of the tractor. Um, you did say there were a couple other people who did get impaled on that pointy part. Well, that and, was, you would have been the third that week, Stefan. You said we have a little graveyard out back for the for the foreigners that get impaled by the tractor and other unfortunate uh, deaths and murders. And uh, we murders. put them out back in the <laughs> graveyard. Well, it, but we tried to distance ourselves from that, Stefan, because mm. it's not great for attracting new business. I do, I do remember that Alvin and I got out of the car and we were shaking. We were white as a sheet. We were sweating. Um, and we knocked on the door. And then you answered, and and now I guess I'm getting a little more context. You did say, "Oh, oh, the first to survive, welcome." <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, Stefan, yes, the first to survive. I remember you then, screamed. You screamed, "Oh, you're alive!" And I, yeah. Well, I was a little bit shocked, to be honest with you, because you know that. Well, I'm not meant to talk about it because you know it's rumors. Right, you're not meant to talk about rumors because no. rumors will come and bite you in the arse. It's but, Stefan, 
Alvin. 56, something and something. Jesse. Jesse, that was it. Well, you know, I heard down the pub the other day. Mm-hmm. I say the other day. I meant the other day before you came. Okay. So we're talking quite a number of years ago. I yeah. heard that Billy, who drives the tractor, has a little bit of a taste for blood. So that's why I was a little bit surprised when you came knocking on my door and that's when, oh, you're alive, you made it. Because I knew that Billy was working that day. And I saw mm. him leaving from top of the farm, coming down the track, and I saw your car approaching and I thought, oh, there we go, that's a goner. Because Yeah, uh, it did seem like you did not think we would show up because you, you gave us a cup of tea, but it, it was your cup of tea that you were already drinking. And you said, it's the last bed, it's the only bag I had. And uh, truth be told, Stefan, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be honest with you, your room wasn't even ready. I, no, I, I did notice mean, that it, it was. It seemed a lot like the hayloft of a barn. Well, it was. Yeah, yeah. It, it it looked like you were scrambling to find a place for us to stay. Mm-hmm. Like as if as if you actually weren't expecting anybody to actually yeah. show up. You were actually the first uh, customers I ever had stay in the in the hostel. Yeah, it looked yeah. like it. <laughs> and and so yeah, the first to survive, the first the first to stay, we were the first review. And the first to leave. <laughs> oh, oh great. <laughs> well, I do remember that you gave us a tour of the place. Um and uh, uh, earlier you said we have a little graveyard, but it was actually quite sprawling, in fact. Well, we like to we like to uh, you know, uh be respectful of the dead, Stefan. Mm. Give him a bit of a space if Six feet in between each grave, Stefan. Don't uh, want any uh, hanky panky going on there. So uh, <laughs> that's just the way it works. Takes up a lot of room. When, okay, so at first I thought you were making a COVID reference, but now it seems like you think the people underground are going to be making <laughs> making love to each other or fooling around under. This there. is Jesse well, yeah, of course, Stefan. Could you expand on that, please? Oh, yeah, please which expand. part, Jesse versus the hanky panky? Oh, Jesse's Jesse's learning to recognize and differentiate between Mm. these things. So please explain. Well, a bit of hanky-panky, Jesse56, is when you get a little bit frisky with someone else, you know? Mm. Uh, And uh, what one might call it, as Stefan did, was sex. So, Mm. I mean, not that I'm saying that I think that the unfortunately murdered or otherwise deceased, uh, you know, hostel goers would get up to a little bit of hanky-panky in the night. You can't put it past them. So I think it's just better to be safe than sorry. Mm. And I have heard down the pub the other day, by the other day, I mean before you arrived, I did hear that, uh, you know, one Mary, Mary Beth, she was out one night and she actually thinks she saw a ghost in the graveyard. Mm. Can I ask a question to everybody in the room? And this is honestly, anybody can answer that. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, just to go back to the hanky panky between mm. the corpses, um, yeah. is it still considered necrophilia if a dead body has sex with another dead body? Well, I can tell you the answer to that, uh, Alvin. It is not considered that, mm. but it's not encouraged because uh, unwanted pregnancy in dead people will result in an unfortunate event, which we actually had couple of years oh. ago what does it result in well it results it results in what one might call uh the raising of the dead oh 
Mm. Oh, interesting. The and and you said raising, not the raisin, right? Mm. Exactly, Stefan. Okay, so the dead. The, so at a certain point at your hostel, a, a baby broke through the earth as a zombie. Mm. Well, I just, but for a second, just to get the the story straight, I feel like we're going slightly off track because, mm. as I said, you know, we're trying to encourage people to visit the West Country, and I feel like you know, talking about murder and and almost getting killed by a tractor and and. Mm corpses having sex and and zombies and that isn't really painting a good image of the english countryside and uh i just don't want people to be put off by uh visiting well i I, I can assure you that uh, stefan and i uh, left a very good review on your on your website we did yeah we we, we we gave it five stars we we did it jointly yeah i I mean even even though we slept in a barn that wasn't ready for two people to sleep in it was probably the best sleep i've ever had and we often woke up during the night to, uh, I guess it was Billy standing over us with a with a scythe. Yeah. Um, but I guess he didn't. Uh, he he. We weren't worth it. Oh, I told uh, to him get to back play to... nice. Sorry. I told him to play nice. I did. Oh, just just for us. You didn't tell him well, for anyone else. <laughs> I just. I have to be honest with you. I did. I did grow a little bit of a affection for the two of you. You know, my first hostel customers and that, and I didn't want to see you chopped up and and buried in the backyard. I guess that's true. I mean to get back to your question Alvin, I I think it would be necrophilia. Uh, because if we if we look at the roots of the word, we have necro meaning dead and and philia or or file uh would like if you're a number file it means that you you like numbers, you're attracted to numbers. Yes. So necrophilia would oh, well, be attracted. Hang on a minute. Does that mean that um Jesse 56 is going to get involved then if it's to do with numbers? Well, Jesse, I feel like Jesse fifty six has just learned about the emotion of sex, so I am curious his uh, yes, his opinion the on sexual whether, emotion. Whether yeah, the emo- exactly, it's one of our baser emotions. Jesse fifty six, do you think that two corpses making love is necrophilia? Because so far we have one pro, one con. We need yes. someone to uh, uh, put a put an end to this argument by break the tie. Yes. You need to deprecate one of our answers. Okay, I have to say that. Uh... That access to anything related to uh, sex is prohibited from me. Oh, yeah. oh you have an adult uh, adult well, filter. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, only parental control. Remember, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm only fourteen days old. It's <laughs> true. Well, okay. So, can you weigh in on that? Yeah, answer, I think or? it's still necrophilia. I think. Ah, oh yes oh alvin you are deprecated as fuck right now <laughs> there you have what it what does that have to do with me i just asked the question <laughs> oh no i think it's it? oh. think you're talking about me my lover well yeah i don't know i think i'll take it down the pub when i next go and ask them what they think i mean it sounds like you haven't been to the pub since before we were there so is there a reason you're avoiding the pub well, uh, actually, as you are, thank you for noticing Stefan and asking about that. It's actually because uh, I haven't been shunned a little bit, actually, to be honest oh. with you. Because, uh, well, Billy was a little bit pissed off about the fact that I recommended not murdering you two. Mm. And, uh, you know, it kind of turned the rest of the village against me, mm. to be honest, Stefan. And oh. that's the reason I ain't been back down the pub. Because, you know, they've got, got their pitchfork and whatever after me now so the other people in the village kind of see billy as someone to be respected and and looked up to yes even though he's a, a serial murderer 
Well, because as I told you, rumours and that, but actually what mm. I didn't tell you is that, you know, Billy is just the tip of the iceberg, to be honest, Stefan. And, you know, the whole the whole village is behind it. Ah. Mm. Okay, so now I'm seeing more of the... Uh, you you painted a, a picture of like a shire like idyll like the the hobbit we talked about the hobbit and how nice it was but it's i guess it is in fact closer to hot fuzz oh i guess a little a little bit a little bit that's that's more of an accurate comparison than than the hobbit a little bit yeah without the policeman yeah just more of a the average folk are, are murdering people with a tractor so the fa- the fact that it's known that they murder other people makes it okay well, we just don't talk about it, Alvin. Okay. But you oh, just did. You just did. Mm. Well, I, yeah, I know. And that's why I said rumors. You shouldn't talk about rumors because they'll come and bite you in the arse. So I'm telling you about this, but we shouldn't talk about it outside of this little inner circle. Well, but well, this I is do... not rumors anymore. This is known facts. And I and I am seeing in the, the background of your Google Meet window, uh, Billy is, is there. Um, <laughs> And he does have his scythe. Well, it's a little bit unfortunate. I wonder how much he heard of this conversation. I'm pretty sure Billy's aware of everything that goes on in the in the town. You don't you don't actually sound surprised or scared. By the way, <laughs> have you learned those emotions? Well, actually, uh, you know, in, growing up in the in the West Country. Um, mm. You know, we're always we always so surprised and scared that after a while it doesn't really phase you anymore. Okay. Ah, well, uh, Katie, it's been good. It's been great to see you again uh, after all these years. Maybe uh, not another time, though, Stefan. This might be the last time you see me. Billy is kind of slowly and steadily walking towards you and and lowering the scythe. So uh, while we still have you, I will say uh, thank you to Katie. Thank you to Jesse56, and thank you to Alvin for all being on the show today. Uh, Real pleasure to have you all and to talk to you all. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back after that. Hey there, campers. My name is Emmett, and I'm the host of Gaze in the Woods, a podcast that explores rural LGBTQIA2 experiences, from radical fairies and lesbian farmers to backwoods slam poets and community organizers organizing communities the community didn't know were there all along. Can you have a pride parade when you're the only gay in the village? What is camp when you live in a trailer? And if a genderqueer bear shares their pronouns in the forest and nobody gets it, is anything real? I don't know, but let's find out together on Gaze in the Woods, an Upford Network podcast. So Hannah, the... Is the, was that an accurate depiction of the West Country? Um, I'm going to say no. Oh. Um, <laughs> there's, more, there's more murder in the actual Yeah, more West murder, country. yeah. No, I mean, the West Country is idyllic, like in Hot Fuzz and The Hobbit. You know, kind of mm. beautiful rolling hills without mm. the, the murder. Um, yeah, <laughs> a lot of rumors. The rumors. Rumors. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, people love to talk. I used to work in the local pub and it's like everyone is everyone, everyone is everyone's business. Like I would be working behind the bar and someone would come in and they'd be like, oh, did you hear this? Did you hear that? And then one time um, my sister was going to prom and she was dating the farmer's son. So they had arranged to take a tractor and then and then they had this big trailer on the back and then they put okay. these this bunting 
which you call flags? No, bunting. Bunting is still a thing. Okay, because I've said that before, people got confused. But, you put, but they put like bunting around like the trailer on the back and they like printed it up and everything. So they're all going to sit in the back of this trailer and have this tractor take them to prom. And uh, that was being set up across the road from my house. So then I went to work and literally, you would not believe the number of people that came in and came in, oh, Hannah, I saw that tractor and the trailer, you know, across the road from your house. What's going on there then? Like literally everyone came in because no one can keep anything to themselves. They have to know everyone else's business. Um, Mm. So I think, yeah, in terms of like the village life, it is like that just without the murder. Mm. It sounds, it kind of sounds like a more like picturesque version of the improv community. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's where, that's where you're from. You're representing the West country. I was, that's where I grew up. You did a great job. Everyone will want to go there now. Yeah. Well, if I, you know, if I move back and maybe I'll set up a hostel and see see if I get any customers. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, were you a, a fan of the chipmunks growing up? No. (laughs) <laughs> what kind of question is that she, she had hannah had a great question mine was just like so you like you like the thing you talked about i mean after doing only so many of these episodes there's only so many of these questions I i've only been of. on two episodes now so that's true yeah. last time maybe i asked you a really good question La- last remember. time last time you asked me so do you like radiohead which <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right fine, so anthony how do you think the uh, pursuit of musical purity has affected your life, or mm. the the being a, Are you a musician yourself? No, I am not a musician myself, but I do enjoy listening to music. Uh, mm. uh, I don't know. I don't know what kind of. I don't know what to answer. Uh, wow! I put all that effort into that question, well, you know, and you throw this throw this answer I, back. I put at the me. same effort into the answer that you put in your first question. Ah, <laughs> quid pro quo, motherfucker. Ayo. Ayo. Hey Adele, you ever been in AI? <laughs> How was that, Anthony? That's better. Well, Adele, you you much like me work in software, I believe. Uh-huh. Do you oh okay. <laughs> do you work do you work with artificial intelligence? Yes, I've uh, I've uh, done some work with uh, with AI. And um, how concerned are you about uh, an AI uprising, let's say? That's just uh, just a media mongering or what do you what do you call that fear mongering i guess mongering, yeah uh, we'll never have a uh a john connor type situation an no, no. type situation yeah i i was uh i was reading the other day that like more than 50 percent of the ai projects in um in the business now fail mm. and i think the rest of them only like a small percentage actually actually have profit uh, yeah, from them, yeah. Well, notorious so, failure. Element AI was just sold for half a billion dollars. So I see yes. what you mean. Mm-hmm. Well, it's 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 not it's not considered as a good deal. Uh, no, I, I'm very aware. We've been talking about it at work. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. it's way under their valuation. Now this podcast transitions into uh, Adele and Stefan <laughs> talk business. <laughs> talk about valuations we talk about opening offers we talk about uh what's the uh, stocks and uh options mm. Uh, mm. <laughs> everyone sounds so interested cool. and they will be. uh let's do some plugs if you have them if you don't uh have anything going on right now feel free to talk about a movie or a book that you saw and liked or read or whatever whatever you want really um starting with hannah what do you what do you have i have nothing to plug because Great. um this is 
probably the most creative thing I'm doing at the moment. Um, but TV, well, yeah. if you like a good historical drama, like you know, like mm. The Crown or something, or like Downton mm. Abbey specifically, uh, I can recommend two TV shows. One is called Belgravia. So Belgravia and Downton Abbey is the same creator, Julian Fellows. Yeah. So Belgravia is set in, uh, I think it's late 1800s. Um, so it's like earlier than Downton Abbey. Really fun. Belgravia is like a um, rich part of London. So it's like high society, London, Victorian era. And there's like a lot of um, uh, secrets and stuff like that. And then another one I can recommend, which is on Netflix, again, by Julian Fellows, is The English Game, which is set in the 1880s. And it is about the birth, it's true story, birth of modern football, as in what you call soccer. Mm. Birth of modern football that we know it today, because it used to be played by the upper class in England. And then it then was um, played by the working class. And there was like this whole big big thing about it becoming like the sport of the working class and like of the just people in England and it's really good and I would highly recommend watching both binge them they were brilliant and and unrelated to all this you uh, correct me if I'm wrong you are the president of the Julian Fellows fan club (laughs) Julian Fellows fellowship (laughs) (laughs) yeah you have a scholarship The the fellowship of Julian Fellows Wow. Uh, Lord of the Rings again. Yeah. Great. Uh, awesome plugs. Uh, sounds like all of those shows have a real uh, upstairs people, downstairs people vibe. And uh, yeah, that's the thing. Pretty Downton much. Abbey, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. They all do. Never, yeah. never watched it. None of that shit interests me. But, you know, oh. some of the listeners, they might like it. So uh, that's great. Anthony, what do you, what do you have? Um, I, I have nothing to plug because, okay. again, what like what what do we do? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we no, don't do anything and we haven't done anything in six months uh no uh I've, I've been i don't know i've been like watching tv shows as well i just finished the sopranos recently uh mm-hmm. for the first time uh aged really well i really enjoyed it um and i started watching the it crowd or the it crowd depending on who yeah, yeah. the asked. british one yeah the british one yeah yes uh, i just I, rewatched that too i, I right before yeah. recording this i was watching the first episode yeah. and it was uh truly hilarious i i've only seen bits and pieces of it i've never seen like a full episode and it was mm-hmm. great and it, apparently like the pilot is one of the worst episodes so i'm like very happy with how it's gonna look um is, it, is the pilot the one where something's on fire in their office no no that's later no that's later spoilers yeah and uh, another spoiler, they do not handle it competently. Wow. <laughs> if you like the IT crowd, I've also just started rewatching The Peep Show, which oh, is yeah. on Amazon yeah. Prime. But the, the, my, my issue with a lot of those like of, of those like British comedies that are not like uh, oh, form, formatted as sitcoms is that they uh, really play on awkwardness and I'm not a big fan mm. of like cringe comedy. Like the the British version of The Office is very big on that. Peep show, yeah. peep show for me like has some funny stuff, but like in general, I'm like, eh. I I much prefer their their sketch show, which was uh, the, the David the, what the Mitchell and Webb look. David Mitchell and Webb. Oh, I've yeah. not seen that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, that was really good. Um, what else? I've been playing video games because I don't know. That's it. Yeah, I've recently gotten into Minecraft, as I said on a recent episode really? or possibly a future episode. Do you so, play with mods? Uh, I know. No, I I can barely figure out how to grow wheat. I've never so, I've never played it, so I can't. can't I don't know. Adele, uh, your mm. turn. Do you? What do you have? 
Um, uh, I have a grad show coming in, improv grad show okay, this when, Saturday. When I don't know if uh, that's uh, too early to uh, for for the uh, for the. That would be the the nineteenth of December. Nineteenth of December, yeah, yeah. seven seven thirty p.m. on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the name of the channel Improv Tonight. And I, I also believe that Hannah and I are in that show. Oh, we are. Oh, we uh, have something to plug. We're opening that show. So. Nice. <laughs> come, come, <You> guys. <laughs> Come to see Hannah and I open, and then, <laughs> and then uh, for the main event, Adele and his uh, crew will be there. I might be well, there. I, in the, have... I might be there in the chat if you. Yeah. Uh, I can plug it yeah. as well then. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be there in the chat. Come see, come see Anthony blow up the chat. I apologize uh, it... um, for saying I have nothing else creative going on because I do believe that the improv show is creative. I just forgot about it. Okay, sure, whatever. You seem to hate <laughs> yes, it. Anna, yes, Hannah, yes. Adele, any, anything else you'd like to talk about? Um, no, I'm, I'm watching, uh, speaking of YouTube, I, I, um, I watch two uh, shows there, oh, two channels. I, I like their content, mm-hmm. both true crime. Uh, one is called the JCS Criminal Psychology. Sure. Uh, it's basically just interviews with, uh, with, with criminals. Oh, like Billy. Uh, yeah, which is very, it's very, it's super fun, uh, with with minimum of uh, comments. Okay. Uh, and then the other one is that chapter. Uh, mm. It's also like short uh, episodes of, of of true crime stories. Yeah. Great, awesome. Mm. Check out those YouTube channels while you're there. Uh, check out the Improv Show on November December. It's December December December, December. seven thirty on the Improv Tonight channel. Uh, Hannah and I will be there. Adele will be there, and Anthony will be in the comments. Just taking what we do up there and, and adding that extra little spice to make it even funnier, and hopefully throwing out some good, good suggestions. That's it for some good friends for another week. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Adele, Anthony, and Hannah for being on the show. Uh, that's it. We'll see you next time. Bye. Those were friends, good friends of Those were friends on my show.